Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Oh, hey, before we start the show, i got to tell you about the Allegedly podcast with my lawyers, Bo Bowen and Ryan Schmidt. They got pop culture, they got legal news, they got behind-the-scenes antics, and a whole lot of laughs. One of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Allegedly with Bo and Ryan at thebowenlawgroup.com. Link in the description and everywhere you get your podcasts, of course. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Hello, this is Robert Stack of Unsolved Mysteries. Wishing you the best for a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, December 8, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 688 of the Biden-Harris administration, 698 days until the 24 presidential election. I am on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore Gar. Patreon is BobSeskaShow.com. My link tree is in the description. And sitting right over there is the Goth Ninja. It is Jody Hamilton returning from Hawaii, my former home state. She is also from the From the Bunker podcast, Patreon.com slash From the Bunker. And David Ferguson, we call him T-Rex. His music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Yes. Hi, Goth Ninjas. I Speaking saw... of home states. Yeah. I, as the state of Georgia's representative on this show right now, I would like yeah. to say you're welcome. <laughs> yes, you, indeed. Thank you, thank you. Thank you Georgia. Oh, no. This is... I, I use the worst version oh, no. of Georgia on my mind. Uh, yeah. Well, I have to, you know. It's tradition. Oh, and you didn't. Pr- you're not playing my first husband's version. <laughs> nope. We're using this version. Yeah. Great news about Ray Charles Georgia. was your first husband, Jody. Yes, he was when I was four and a half. <laughs> Did you meet Ray? Cho- <laughs> Hang on a second. Let's stop that music. Did you meet Ray Charles? Is that what you're saying? I okay. So the story legend has it. <gasps> oh my God. Legend has it that when I was four, yeah. um, I was watching the Ed Sullivan Show with my parents. Uh-huh. And I crawled <laughs> off their bed and touched the TV when Ray Charles came on and said, I love him and he's my husband. <laughs> okay. So you didn't really meet him. You just pretended. And then, wait, hold the phone. Okay. Then I proceeded to tell the plumber when I was five <laughs> that he was working on our kitchen sink and I was five and I came in and I said, hello. And I started to tell this story of how I was married to Ray Charles and that he was blind and I had to lead him everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And then he guest starred on my mom's show when I was six. Wow. And so did, my, did you and my mom my mom told him all the stories about me. And so I I was I remember vividly. 
Yeah. Um, I, I was dressed up. I was not in my school uniform. I was dressed up in this little dress and my, my Mary Janes and little white, you know, Bobby socks. And <laughs> yeah. I think I had a bow in my hair and everything. And they did the show, the dress rehearsal show in front of an audience. And we were there and I go, we always went in to say goodnight to my mom after uh, to go home and mm -hmm. um, she goes I want you to meet somebody and I, I looked and I said no and she goes oh yeah and so I walk into the hallway from mom's dressing room and his dressing room is a couple of doors down and he walked out and he got down to my level opened his arms and said come to me baby wow and, uh, yeah and I so ran cool. to his arms and I just I hugged just him died. and he hugged me and it was just it was really he was really really I was too old for him at six as we all know <laughs> but um <laughs> Uh, no, he wow. was very sweet. He thought it was a sweet, it was a sweet story, you know, and I never got to see him as an adult, which was a bummer, but, um, no, that was, I thought it was very sweet of him to go come to me, baby, because, you know, he thought it was a sweet story. I think it's a sweet story. <laughs> it is a sweet story. Yeah, I, I love that. I'm dead now. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> me too. I am, Ray like, Charles, on a mic life. at a public library in purgatory right now talking to you because I died from that. <laughs> so, yes, thank you, Georgia. We're going to talk about Georgia here in just one second, but... The House has passed a landmark bill to protect same-sex marriage and interracial Yay. marriage. The legislation was uh, previously passed by the Senate. It now is on the way to uh, Joe Biden's desk. Probably by the time you hear this episode, it will be signed <sighs> by President Biden. The Respect for Marriage Act will be law. And holy Yay. shit, has America come a long way since 2004. As soon as this passed yeah. the Senate with such overwhelming numbers where they were able to break the filibuster and pass it, I think, with ultimately 61 votes, I thought back to that 2004 election when it seemed like, oh, fuck, it's going to be decades and decades before we ever have legal same-sex marriage in this country. Because you remember all those ballot initiatives that Karl Rove got onto uh, oh, yeah, the ballots in a bunch of different states, and they all passed Right. It was meant to drive out voters for uh, George W. Bush. The, it was a turnout operation. Just an incredible thing. And now you fast forward 2022 and here we are. OK. And also the other news uh, today, uh, right before we started the show, is Brittany Griner has been freed from Russia. Yay! Another gigantic Yay! win for Joe Biden. And the Biden administration, Russia freed WNBA star Brittany Griner on Thursday in a high-profile prisoner exchange as the U.S. released notorious Russian arms dealer Victor Bout, but failed to win freedom for another American, Paul Whelan, who has been jailed for nearly four years. Kind of a Debbie Downer end to that lead from the Associated Press. I actually saw some people in my Facebook feed being racist assholes. Saying, yeah. I mean, just, you know, saying that, like, we should have gotten Whelan instead of Griner. And I'm just like, you Whelan guys, military people are trained to be taken prisoner. Yeah. A, well, a and the Russians player. are viewing him as a spy versus her as just having right. traces of yeah. pot on her. So I, I disagree with them not releasing Whelan because he's been there for four years and we did release an arms dealer. Mm -hmm. But by the same token, they look, Russia looks at her as a non-entity, really. Yeah, yeah. And him is some yeah. – they, they are claiming he's a spy. He may or may not be. It doesn't matter. We need him home. And luckily, his family is very happy that Brittany Griner's home. And well, Brittany Griner and her wife are going to try to help get Paul Whelan out. So the right wing can shut the fuck up. Yeah. Republicans are freaking out right now because of the Victor Bout aspect of this deal. And what they tend to forget is that their guy, Donald Trump, one of his biggest art of the deal deals was to release 5,000 Taliban fighters. Yeah. 
So Republicans can sit down and shut the fuck up yeah. about yeah. this Britney Griner deal. They don't remember. If it happened more than 15 minutes ago, it is off their hard drives, dude. Right. They just like, I mean, they're, they, they saw this happen and had to find a way to be pissed about it. So they grabbed onto that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just they had to try to find a handle because that's all they do. They react. Yeah. yeah. They, they know ahead of time that somehow Joe Biden is bad for doing this, no matter how good the story is. And then they have to poke and, you know, pick at it until they find a handle. Yeah, yeah. Th- they just don't care. They, I mean, the details doesn't matter. The uh, past mm-hmm. history doesn't matter at all. This is just about owning the lips. I mean, this is something we've yeah. said for many, many years now. That's all that matters. I saw a tweet today saying, how is it that Herschel Walker got so close? How did 48% of Georgians vote for Herschel Walker? And I said, well, it's because he's got an R after his name. They could take a turd with a flag stuck in it, and if it had an R after its name, they would vote for that turd with a flag stuck in it. That's exactly as they how did this in twenty sixteen. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> Donald Trump had an R after his name, so they voted for him, and they'll do it again. God damn it, because that's entirely how they're driven. It doesn't matter what Joe Biden traded for to get Brittany Griner back. It doesn't. Matter. They would just demonize this thing top to bottom anyway. I mean, it could be done. I mean, she could just have been freed because Joe Biden said, yeah, free Brittany Griner. And they would have been like, okay, now what about this Paul Whelan guy? I mean, it's just, you're ignoring the white man. Oh, you're so woke. <laughs> That's the argument they would make if it was just a clean yep. freeing of Brittany Griner. So doesn't matter. She's free and on her way home, which is uh, great news. It's just one fewer American in Russian custody is always great news. Exactly. And so back back around, let's circle back around to Georgia, because this was also wonderful news. Uh, Raphael Warnock's victory gave Democrats a 51 to 49 Senate majority. And starting in January, Democrats will have full power to send legislation to the Senate floor. They'll have subpoena power and uh, they'll vote on Biden's nominees to judicial and executive positions. So that's just going to sail right on through. Plus, uh, 51 votes, good number to block all the fuckery that comes out of the House of Representatives. All not, the garbage coming out of the Republican House. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not, not as though they're going to pass a bunch of legislation and send it to the Senate. I don't see any legislative agenda there. It's just like, who the hell are we going to anal probe today? That's essentially the Republican agenda. Anal probes for everyone. Dr. Fauci, come on over. It's time for your anal probe. <laughs> Where is this coming from? <laughs> I, I don't know, but that's what, what they're doing. They're investigating all of the, it's just going to be investigation after investigation after investigation. And I'm not sure, I can't confirm that anal probes are involved. So you were correct to question <laughs> that, David. I'm just assuming that at some point, someone's going to get anally probed by Jim Jordan. I, I'm just. <laughs> no, he'll just look the other way while Matt Gates does it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But what this election has underscored on top of the fact that it took a black man four elections to become the first sitting United States senator who happens to be a black man in the state of Georgia. 
it took four elections, two elections in 2020. Well, one in November of 2020 and well, then the just, runoff in 21. stupid rule that was actually passed to keep black people from getting elected. Yeah, it was Jim Crow 60s. law. Yeah, yeah. It's where you have to have more than 50% of the vote to move on to the, to the Senate. So, I mean, he won it outright each time. Yeah. And then he had to have a runoff. Mm-hmm. So, and he won the runoffs. But <laughs> yeah. the, the, the longstanding math, the calculus that that Republicans made, which was true for a long time in Georgia, is that Democrats don't come out for midterms and Democrats don't come out for runoffs. Mm-hmm. And we have whooped that in the ass now f- yeah. yep. four times yeah. or two times. I don't know. Yeah. We well, whooped its ass and we well, will three get in times line because, to well, whoop its ass again. Yeah, because he was elected during the general in 2020 and then had the first runoff. So it's been three times that Democrats did something that they weren't expected to do. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing here. Uh, Donald Trump doesn't know anything about politics. And the Republican problem in Georgia and elsewhere was following Donald Trump's lead. I mean, one of the things everyone's been talking about uh, with regard to Tuesday was Donald Trump's been saying, hey, ignore mail-in voting. Don't do the early voting. Vote on Election Day when you're supposed to vote. So you go out, turn out on Tuesday, go to your polling place, cast a ballot. Well, Georgia had passed a law that closes polling places at 7 p.m. So they're actually suppressing their own voters. And now they're going, maybe we should do this mail-in thing again. No shit. (laughs) Yes, because they're realizing... Why was it we hate mail-in voting? I forget. Why? What's the reason? Yeah. Oh, because Donald Trump had some fucking wild hair up his ass that he thought that somehow because there was mail-in voting that he would get screwed out of being reelected. I still don't know the answer to that question. I still don't understand why Donald Trump was opposed to mail-in voting other than perhaps someone whispering in his ear and going, well, you know what? Uh, Democrats historically vote early. And that may have been the only thing that set him off. But he decided to say that it was like Utah. Yeah, it was a ridiculous amount of people and mostly Republicans because Utah is not a blue state Mm -hmm. with they were voting in uh, like they vote by mail absentee. They they vote by mail, I think, all the time. It's Mm -hmm. they've been doing it for years, you know, so it's it's just it's dumb. And, And it used to just be mainly Republicans that voted by mail. Well, this was a case where Donald Trump and his ridiculous advice, his big lie laws, his inability to understand politics. You might say, well, how did he become president, Bob? Well, it was because he knows marketing. He knows how to do marketing. I mean, that's the one thing that Donald Trump understands in this world. And the Republican Party took care of the politics. Donald Trump doesn't know anything. That's why he screwed people on election day, his own people in Georgia on election day. That's why they didn't vote early or vote mail-in. One of the reasons why they lost so badly in this midterm is because Donald Trump decided to throw in a bunch of political tourists onto the ballots, whether it was Mastriano or whether it was uh, uh, who, uh, Herschel Walker, of course, or Carrie Lake or a bunch of people had no business. Dr. Oz. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Yeah. Oz. A perfect example. But I mean, this is all a matter of Donald Trump screwing the Republican Party and the Republican Party doesn't even have the balls to say, hey, you know what? Maybe we need to back off of this guy. I mean, they're kind yeah, of no hinting more. around it. Yeah. But yeah, I would like to think they will eventually see the light on this. But honestly, I think they're afraid of being assassinated by Donald Trump's militia. Uh-huh. I agree. I think that is a serious concern that people like Mitch McConnell actually have. If they cross Donald Trump, if they cross the rodeo clown caucus, especially on the House side, this is one of the reasons why Kevin McCarthy is so hamstrung, because he's so afraid 
of the uh, Red Hats going bananas and engaging in more violence. And in fact, we're going to talk about the latest spate of right-wing violence, domestic terrorism that's happening in this country. So one of the things I noticed here, America has a white person problem. In this, no kidding. In this, I know. But in this room, here's the numbers to prove it. How many Karen videos do you have to watch, Bob, before you realize that white people are <laughs> fucked but, and entitled as hell yeah. and bratty? And anyway, go on. That please. is absolutely true. But here are the numbers to prove it in Georgia, based on this runoff election. Uh, the percentage of white men who voted for Raphael Warnock, twenty-seven percent. Walker, 71%. White women, and I assume half of those white women are of reproductive age, yet Maybe only- they're hoping that Walker will have an illegitimate child with them. <laughs> 68% of white women voted uh. for Herschel Walker. 68 fucking percent. Only 3% fewer than the white men voted. A black men, of course, voted 85% for Raphael Warnock. Black women, 93% for Raphael Warnock. Latino men, 61% for Raphael Warnock. Latino women, 55%. All other races, 55% for Raphael Warnock. But the white men, white women thing, we're, we're I guess, I almost said we're going through because <laughs> I'm a white man. But so I guess I have to collectively be part of this fucking group of maniacs who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Hi, the, married white woman here. Yeah. What hey, the look? If you guys were queer, you'd have a trapdoor. <laughs> <laughs> there's something. Neener, neener. <laughs> there's something that's really screwy right now with white men, white women. Just the American nervous breakdown. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. Are getting. F- they're like wealth, small business owners, and they own houses up on the lake, and people are telling them the socialists are going to take away their money. Yeah, yeah. And, that they, you know, like once I think you get above about $80,000, it's sort of – per year, it kind of becomes like this thing that you have to – like you get – you go into a defensive crouch over your, mm-hmm. over your money. Like, I don't want to pay taxes. Oh, yeah. It's like, dude – well, you're going to drive on the highway and send your kid to school. And yeah, <laughs> well, I have Newt something. Gingrich is, says he's going to leave Georgia now that it's a blue state. And please. Did he say that? Back. No, he didn't say that. Yeah. Did he? But he doesn't even live here. He, he doesn't even go here. He's like Herschel. He lives in D.C. OK. New Gingrich right. lives in the fucking D.C. No, but did, did he really say he turf. was? Go- did he really say he was going to leave Georgia? Yeah, no, he said that on Fox News. Oh, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> It's a blue state now. Such whiny. I mean, they try to portray themselves as being these alphas, but they're just these whiny diaper babies. Yeah, Raphael Warnock wins, so Newt Gingrich is bugging out of Georgia. You know, because it's a a state that's almost entirely controlled by white southern good old boys. So, yeah, Yeah. got to bail out, right, Newt? Jesus. I wish there would be, like, a mass panic of, like, you know, crackers just fleeing north to South Carolina and south to Florida. Just like, we're going to get out of here. The, the socialists cra- are coming. And he just. <sighs> the cracker exodus. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about yeah. something regarding this election that a lot of people have been tweeting since Tuesday night, which is, why is it so close? Oh, my God. It's so close. It shouldn't have been close. Why did Herschel Voter Walker suppression. Get- Voter, Voter suppression. Voter suppression. Well, yes, we know that. I mean, we know what the structural problems were. But overall. Given the long view of history, 
It was not close. We're talking about the state of Georgia, right? In which they have never elected a black man to the United States Senate ever, not even during Reconstruction. So that being said, the fact that Raphael Warnock not only won on Tuesday, but won on Election Day proper, and then won on Election Day proper in 2020, and then won in a a runoff in January of 21, indicates that it was not close. That Raphael Warnock handily won this election. Given the amount of impediments lined up against him, whether it's uh, Jim Crow laws, voter suppression laws, the rank bigotry, the fact that he won by a couple of percentage points is a huge victory, especially knowing that the balance of power in the United States Senate came down to this. And yet the Republicans still couldn't motivate their voters to turn out in enough numbers to elect that nincompoop instead. Herschel Walker. So, no, it was, don't accept that it was close. Accept that Raphael Warnock overcame immense structural hurdles, historical hurdles, to win He's this election. He's for now. Yeah. And part of, I mean, don't sleep on Raphael Warnock, because part of his power is his pastoral nature. Yeah. And the fact that he talks from an authoritative position about the Bible mm-hmm. and about God and about things that Republicans accuse us of because you know they they were you know they they were just like oh he's a socialist 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 I don't know if you guys saw any of the ads from Georgia but that was just the whole thing because they can't call him a godless atheist yeah because the man is a motherfucking pastor <laughs> and he will look you in the eye and talk to you about how God loves you sure um, and it's like he is like that he's going to be a major I think a major major player in the party in the next eight years yeah I, I think he is at the very least. A possibility for the vice presidency, if not the top of the ticket. So, and and you know, you want someone representing but the I South. Just really like, yeah. Really like that he's helping us reclaim the language of 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 Christianity from the people who've been using it as a cudgel. Oh yeah, and like beating us up with it and saying you can't love Jesus and be queer. Yes, you know, and it's just and and Warnock is just like, well, you know, you're going to argue with me. Mm-hmm. I preach from the same pulpit as Martin Luther King Jr. Thank you. Son. Yeah. 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 You're going to talk to me about God? Like, I just, I feel like that's, do not underestimate the power of that in the coming years because I feel like that is ground that a lot of people who speak for the Democratic Party have ceded mm-hmm. to the right yeah. uh, and have just, like, let them have. And we shouldn't because they are anything but Christian. Right. I mean, fucking Matt Gates lives like little Caligula. <laughs> You know, going with strippers to Bermuda on pot junkets. That's like, right. And it's just like, no, you you know, you can't beat us with the cross mm-hmm. and then be fucking doing Roman orgies, dude. It doesn't, you know, I mean, of course, it's always gone that way. Yeah. yeah. But we're not having it anymore. It's a uh, it's a business model. Is what <laughs> the Republicans, the people in the Red Hat Entertainment Complex are making a fortune on suckers and losers. Uh, one of those people is Charlie Kirk. Uh, Charlie Kirk on his show on Wednesday this week read an entire stack of emails from his listeners saying, uh, I didn't vote because the elections are rigged. I didn't vote in Georgia because, you know, the Democrats are rigging the elections just like Donald Trump said. 
So yet another hey, thing. Sow the wind, weep the reap the whirlwind. Yeah, like, you guys have been undermining confidence in the elector in the electoral process for the last seven years. So mm-hmm. like surprise, yeah, your voters don't vote. It's exactly what they deserve. This is, you know, action consequences, you know, action meet consequences. It just. <laughs> yeah. Action yeah. reaction. Yeah. Just another thing where the Republicans mistakenly, stupidly listened to Donald Trump and went along with his advice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Elections totally rigged. Absolutely rigged. Well, where's the evidence? Oh, uh, we don't. Uh, let's see here. Is it Rudy? Where's Rudy? Jenna Ellis? Uh, I don't know. Farting? Are, is there any farting going on? <laughs> no. Um, and, and that's why they're in this conundrum or one of the many reasons why, because they went along with Donald Trump's ridiculous advice, not realizing that it's not political advice. It's cover your ass advice. The entire big lie was entirely about Donald Trump not being able to accept that he lost in 2020. And it started with Zelensky and Burisma and the extortion that happened, which ended up in an impeachment and went through, uh, in including Hunter Biden's laptop and, all undermining. Well, the somebody U- let me. Somebody send me a link to Hunter Biden's dick pics, please. Like, I think he's fine. <laughs> I gotta, he's got that kind of hangdog loser thing that you'd like waste a weekend on him, you know, and then you'd run out of drugs and he'd get weird and you'd leave. But like, I would love to. I mean, uh, yeah, just yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I assure you, I know Hunter Biden is probably I have googled and googled, and it's just not happening. Hunter Biden is probably um. <laughs> really embarrassed that his photos are up there or were up yeah. there. But as far as Hunter Biden's actual penis, uh, Hunter Biden should be proud. <laughs> That's my That's description. Probably why we can't find it. If it if it was <laughs> tiny, if it was like a get little shriveled Gavin McGinnis dick, we'd be like there would be nowhere you could go to get away from it. They would be like posting it as their avatars yeah. everywhere. But yeah. No. Well, I'm because looking for like nine freaking inches long. Apparently, well, I don't know. Like, it, I don't yeah, know. We don't actually want to run this. Yeah, I don't know if it's nine inches long, but I know that it's respectable. We'll just put it that way. And there's one okay, picture. So maybe past the weekend, I would yeah. waste on him. Well, the, the picture, just so you know, the one <laughs> two of the, weekends in a row. One of the tweets that I looked up from Matt Taibbi's Twitter files or Elon Musk's Twitter files or whatever the fuck they were was the tweet from James Woods that I think got taken down, which was a picture of Hunter Biden getting jerked off by a woman's foot. And so the woman was out of frame. You can't see the woman except for her foot. And that's the fight. That's the thing that James Woods wants to go to court over to make his entire yeah. legacy as an actor completely erased and make the first line of his obituary the fact that he sued Twitter because Twitter took down one of his tweets that included a Hunter Biden's penis. Yeah, it violated his First Amendment right yeah. to post Hunter Biden's massive veiny member. And the First Amendment, yeah, no shit. And the First Amendment doesn't apply to a private entity, so he can of, shut the fuck up. Of course not. Of course not. <coughs> So anyway, I don't know how we got down the uh, rabbit hole of Hunter Biden's emails. What were we talking about a second ago? <laughs> I completely forget. Dick. I don't know, but we move on. We move on to Trump being a loser, and he keeps on losing, and I'm absolutely here for all of the losing. And this is my big takeaway from the guilty verdict in New York City. All of you doubters, losers and haters, as Donald Trump says, who are saying, Alvin Bragg is such a wimp. He's never going to convict Donald Trump. Well, yeah, 17 counts, including conspiracy and tax fraud. And yeah, 
What's what was weird about it? When the prosecutors left last spring, like you know, from the oh, yeah. people were like, but like I'm glad that he's coming back around, and now he's hired this apparent like major attack dog prosecutor. <laughs> well, look, so, yeah, it's I mean, news. there are lots of great things about this verdict. Seventeen counts, as I was saying, conspiracy, tax fraud. It all had to do with starting in Michael Cohen's testimony before the House of Representatives, where he said, yeah, Donald Trump inflates his assets for uh, loan applications and so on, deflates his assets for tax purposes because he's a crook. And so that started the ball rolling on this investigation that landed finally on the Trump Corporation and the Trump Payroll Corporation being found guilty on 17 counts of tax fraud and all the rest of it. The great thing about this is, first of all, they're talking about a $1.6 million fine. And you might say, well, for... Nothing. Yeah, $1.6 million doesn't That's seem fingernail like... fingernail clippings. Yeah, but you know what? Doesn't fucking matter. You know why it doesn't matter? Because Donald Trump lost. He lost. What is the one thing that Donald Trump hates more than anything else in this world? I mean, besides going to federal prison. He hates losing. Uh, his wife. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of you. That's the wait, correct wait, answer. Wait. Yeah. Tiffany. Tiffany. Uh. Yeah. Uh, shit. <laughs> now, now, okay, I'm dropping losing down to what, number five on the list? <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is. It's like that had broke his brain in 2020. Like he cannot. <laughs> yeah. Like he cannot get past the psychic injury of losing that election. Mm-hmm. And now he wants us to suspend the constitution, terminate the yeah. constitution. Right. Uh, so that we can put him in back. There in is office, one thing too, in the Constitution. It's too late. There is one thing in the Constitution we should get rid of, and that's the Electoral College. Well, yes, of course. Yes. Other than that, it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, Especially Donald the Trump- Third Amendment, because I do not want soldiers coming into my house without me inviting them. Yeah, Donald Trump and Paul Gosar are okay with getting mm-hmm. rid of that, too. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to terminate the entire Constitution, it's got to include that, the Second Amendment, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> good luck, guys. But- I woke up the other morning with soldiers banging on my door. And, but it you was know, the they inside. can't come in illegally now because <laughs> of the Third Amendment. So I, wa- I, I, I think we should get rid of that because I, I would love for them to just come on by. I mean, come on. Does anybody even, other than the Second Amendment, does any conservative actually know what's in the fucking Constitution? No, absolutely not. No. It's no. like the Bible. They haven't read yeah, it. They just exactly. beat people with it. It's a weapon. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Donald Trump continues to lose. He lost this, uh, this court right. case on the same day that Herschel Walker lost the runoff election. A couple of different instances of losing, more more losing. Donald Trump lost in 2018, even though his name wasn't on the ballot, it was on the, on the ballot in spirit. He lost in 2020 when his name actually was on the ballot. Lost again in 2022 when his name was in spirit on the ballot. Bunch of copycats, bunch of uh, posers filling in for him in different elections, Dr. Oz and so on, the people we talked about earlier. And lost again, lost again on Tuesday. He keeps on losing, and that is always good news. And here's the other good news about this verdict. This verdict in New York City provides cover for all of the other prosecutions. Yep. Now, Letitia James, Fonnie Willis, the uh, uh, the two grand juries in Washington, D.C., Jack Smith, Merrick Garland, all of the lawsuits, E. Jean Carroll, Mary Trump, et cetera, on down the line. They don't have to worry about being the first to successfully prosecute or sue an ex-president. Because it's been done now. Alvin Bragg did it in New York City. And what's the one thing that people like most? People like being part of a consensus. 
No one wants to stick their necks out and be the first to do something, whether it's the first to green light a TV show or the first to prosecute an ex-president of the opposite party. But now that that is out of the way, open the fucking floodgates. Because now it's just like, whether it's prosecutors or whether it's juries, now that it's been done, it's going to make it far more likely that it's going to be done again and again and again and again. So he's appealing this verdict in New York City, but who the fuck cares? So Glenn Kirshner said, this likely spells the end of the Trump organization. This increases the odds of a New York prosecution of Trump himself, given that the prosecution argued, quote, evidence shows Trump explicitly okayed tax fraud. All right. So uh, maybe we'll get indictments for Christmas. Wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> well, you know, it could happen anytime. That's just we're we- gonna get indictments for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really could happen like any second now. Jack Smith will actually not- happen ten minutes after we stop recording. That's exactly when it'll happen because that's when this guilty verdict came down. <laughs> the seventeen counts on Tuesday. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, universe. The universe hates the podcast. Oh, and by the way, uh, seventeen counts. And don't you know, 17 corresponds with Q in the alphabet. Q is the 17th letter of the alphabet. Yeah. So, obviously, there will be more adrenochrome being pumped out of the basement laboratories (laughs) of Comet Ping Pong Pizza in Washington, D.C. So, get ready. I'm lined up already. I'm going to get a folding chair and line up and get my uh, adrenaline. Given like, how much projection goes on over yeah. there in the Republican Party, it's, we're probably going to find out that they are actually eating children's brains and having occult rituals and sacrificing oh, okay. babies. Well, you know? Jesus. I mean, 883 so, cases of sexual assault, including child porn and, and uh, sexual assaults against children, rape of children. Uh, that's 883 cases compiled on the Daily <laughs> Coast, and all of them Republicans. And this is just since 2016, so the last six years. Are we going to talk about the don't say gay law guy? Yeah, I love that guy. He's so in trouble. Oh, yeah, Joseph Harding. Yeah, the author of Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill, indicted for wire fraud, money laundering, lying to investigators. Another fine, upstanding Republican citizen. happened to a nicer guy. I gotta say, makes my my gaydar go off like a fucking (laughs) airplane. That guy looks, I mean... He is about as straight as a cock ring with a vibrating butt plug attached. I mean, seriously, though, that guy looks like he just came from a Sean Cody shoot. Is he Um, still a member of the Florida House of Representatives? I think so. I think he's He's a sitting sitting representative. Yeah. Wow. I'm hearing, actually, from my Washington friend that this is connected to the the guy that just went down that was the wingman. Oh, Joel Greenberg? Matt Gaetz. Yeah, that's oh. one of the things that he, like, Interesting. Yeah, one of the tentacles of that, what they've discovered. <laughs> yeah, they started pulling strings on that, and it just was like a spider web. You yeah. Know? Like, they're like, oh, this leads to, ooh, this leads, oh, you know, there's going to be a lot of prosecutions that come, like, streaming and mushrooming out of that whole investigation. Yeah, so that's all great news. More accountability for Republicans is always good. Uh, what I'm looking forward to is maybe finding out some sort of connection between uh, Joseph Harding and Donald Trump. I don't know. Dare to dare to dream, right? Uh, lots more to talk about here on today's show. Climb every mountain. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah, well, lots more to talk about here on our big Thursday show. We're going to get into the latest from the chief twit and a couple of things from uh, Elon Musk here. Uh, if you have any additional questions about the Twitter files, David, Jody, feel free to ask. 
because yes, I did. I did look up all of those tweets on the Wayback Machine. And I wish I could erase some of them from my brain. <laughs> Quite right. Uh, but we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Plus, uh, the forthcoming uh, Senate report blaming Trump for all of the COVID deaths. At about time. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, too. Former Trump deputy White House counsel says Trump criminally incited the January 6th crowd. So uh, <laughs> lots more losing and culpability for mm. for Donald Trump. And I, as I said before, I am so, so here for it. But first, here are all the brand new subscribers to our Patreon page. Thank you so much, everyone, for signing up. Ian Atkins, Squirrels, someone who's just called Squirrels. Kirk nice. Parent, Michael Manbeck. Eric from South Dakota, Russ Latime, uh, David Joseph Mooney, uh, Mary Ritchie, Mike Pigliacelli, Jennifer Leonard, uh, Julie Coral, uh, Jim Haynes, Sandra Williams, William L. Wood, William Bradbury, Brenda, oh my God, so many names here, Dorothy Eisenman, Kim Henderson. So thank you to everyone for signing up on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. Of course, everyone who signed up at the $5 level has access to the Shadow Docket podcast, again, at bobseskashow.com. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Dockets drop every Tuesday and Thursday on our Patreon page. You can only listen on our Patreon page or on the Patreon app, unless you know something about RSS feeds, which frightens and confuses me. <laughs> Why was that funny? I just, I just, because I've had to do that. So it's like, yeah, I get it. It's very frightening and confusing. I've it had is. To do that. Nobody can explain it to me except my brother who yeah. works in IT. <laughs> and every time he tries to explain it to me, my voice, my brain gets to a certain point and it's just like, wah, wah, wah. Been yeah. Wah, 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 oh my God, wah. it's so confusing. And just, yeah, here's here's a tutorial about how you enter an RSS feed so you can listen to the Shadow Docket on your favorite podcast player. Here, listen to this tutorial and take notes. Let me walk you through our Donnelly nuts facing and crack system rim riding grip configuration. Using a field of half C sprats and brass fitted nickel slits, our bracketed caps and splay flexed brace columns, vent dampers to dampening hatch depths of one half meter. From the damper crown to the spur of plinth. That sounds Ow. right. That's what I do. Well, and a fashionable twelve tape. husk nuts to each girdle, Jerry. <laughs> While flex tandems press a task apparatus of ten vertically composited patch hamplers. Then pin flam fasten pan traps at both maiden apexes of the gym joints. There you go. So now you know. Now you know. Good luck with your RSS feed. myself. <laughs> BobSeskaShow.com. Yes. So don't miss out. BobSeskaShow.com is the website address for our Patreon page. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. Sign up right now. And we thank you in advance. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska! This song brand new to the show. This is Chick Yay, Habit. Yay, lesbian Christmas songs. Yes. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chick Habit is the name of this band. Santa's sister from Jeffrey Wynn Prince's brand new compilation album, Holiday Spirits. Link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Run, don't walk. Get this compilation now. It's got some uh, tracks on there from The Hushed. We love The Hushed. Also, The Bitter Elegance. And, of course, this one from Chick Habit. Yeah. Oh, this is great. I'm just going to listen to this as, like, a regular song. I'm going to listen to this in, like, March or something like that. It's got a great, like, surf punk kind of feel to it. Oh, you know, like yeah, You totally perfect. see, the, like, the green screen waves, yeah. you know, and the band, like, playing with wet hair. And, yeah. Okay, getting back into things here. More top-secret government documents have been found in a West Palm Beach storage facility. I'm shocked. I'm shocked, I tell you, shocked. I am so shocked. Dude, I'm telling you, they're going to find them, like, stuck down between the seat cushions of the big Secret Service armored vehicle, you know? like Yeah, the like beast. Hamburger yeah. wrapper stuck to them. And, um, I still right. say dig up Ivana's you know? grave. Dig I, up Ivana's grave. I know. You know what? At first, I was like, ah, that's what a crazy conspiracy theory. I guess we're all having fun with that. It's kind of a joke. Ha ha ha. But the more I think about it, like, you know what? Maybe there is something down there. Because now what they did was lawyers for Donald Trump found I at love least that it's his own lawyers. <laughs> I know they sent in their own lawyers to do this because a, a judge was like, okay, yeah. Are there any more documents? You're going to have to tell us the truth here or else I'm going to fuck you nine different ways. And by the way, like a self-storage facility, wait, not, wait. not a skiff. Are these people cleared? What's do that? These have like, do these lawyers? No, no, lawyers. they're not. They well, have- of course they're not. Of course they're not. But the FBI didn't want to do mess. it because the FBI has to do the whole thing with the jackets and the, you know, getting an entire group of FBI right. agents to go in there and covering each other's backs and making sure that everything is on the level. In this case, lawyers for Donald Trump just went into the storage facility and found two items marked classified. Well, the items were immediately turned over to the FBI, according to those people who, like uh, others, spoke on the condition of anonymity, blah, blah, blah. The search was one of at least three searches for classified materials conducted by an outside team at Trump properties in recent weeks. 
after Trump's legal team was pressed by a federal judge to attest that it had fully complied with a May grand jury subpoena to turn over all materials bearing classified markings. Uh, According to people familiar with the matter, there has been a lengthy and fierce battle between Trump's attorneys and the Justice Department in a Washington federal court in recent weeks. Uh, Much of the legal wrangling remains under seal by a federal judge, but people familiar with the matter say the Justice Department has raised concerns about what prosecutors view as a longstanding failure to fully comply with the May subpoena by Trump's team. Oh, you think? Emails released by the General Services Administration, which assists former presidents during their transition to private life, show that the government agency helped rent the storage unit at a private facility in West Palm Beach in July of 2021. The unit was needed to store items that had been held at an office in Northern Virginia used by Trump staffers in the months just after he left office. Yeah, I guess there were top secret classified documents. Yeah, yeah. At that Northern Virginia Scattered office. Scattered all over Northern Virginia. Yeah, with Stephen Miller coming and going and probably Cash Patel and all these other Trump stooges uh, using that office. The emails show the GSA and Trump staffers worked together to arrange to ship several pallets of boxes and other items weighing more than 3,000 pounds from Northern Virginia to Florida storage unit in September 2021. Well, I'm sure the GSA didn't know there were top secret <laughs> documents right. in with those materials. Because who else has done this? No other president has done this. Despite what Donald Trump says, he likes to say, well, yeah, Barack Obama put documents in a former Chinese restaurant with broken windows and whatever the fuck bullshit story he makes up. But that, of course, is a big lie. It was a National Archives set up these facilities to go through these documents. It wasn't Barack Obama sticking them in his suitcase and trying to sneak out of the house with it. Um, moving on to the chief twit, Musk and Twitter has unbanned Roger Stone. Roger Stone is back on Twitter. He was banned in October, 2017 for a series of abusive messages aimed at reporters. His account has been restored with the abusive messages still live. (laughs) So it continues on and on and on. Uh, meantime, Tucker asked Hunter Biden for help getting his kid into college. It's a little known detail. It's not getting a lot of play in the Red Hat Entertainment Complex. I heard about this. Yeah. I mean, here's the email. We've got the email here right in front of me. It says here, uh, no, dated November 12, 2014, Tucker Carlson wrote to Hunter Biden, Hunter! Exclamation mark. I can't thank you enough for writing that letter to Georgetown on Buckley's behalf. So nice of you. I know it'll help. Hope you're great, and we can all get dinner soon. Tucker. It's in 2014. And then Hunter Biden writes back to Tucker, Hey, buddy, I need Buckley's CV if you have one handy. Thanks, RHB. And then Tucker Carlson writes back to Hunter Biden, Of course, getting on a plane now, but I'll ask Susie to send it right away. Thanks again. It's really nice of you to do this. So a little bit of... Tucker Carlson story time. What if Tucker Carlson has any dick pics? Any Hunter Biden dick pics on his computer, on his laptop? Hey, where's Hunter? Where's- do the Tucker laugh. Do, yeah. do the Tucker laugh. Cue it. Cue it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's what I want to know. I want to see Tucker Carlson's laptop. Don't you? I'd, I'd love to see what I was don't. on that. Yeah, yeah. Because you know oh, this God, whole- it's probably awful of like underage Thai girls. Yeah. Well, you know what this whole story is about? Uh, see, uh, laptop, uh, scandal, 
things. That's all it is. That's all they've got on this right. laptop. <laughs> Urgle bargle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though. <laughs> right. Even though, as Hal Sparks continues to remind us, we have not seen the actual laptop. Uh, the other day, Steven Crowder said that he had a picture of, uh, I think, Rudy Giuliani holding the laptop. And it wasn't Hunter's laptop. It was an LG computer. Hunter's laptop was allegedly a MacBook. Is this breaking news? Okay, no, it's not. Kimberly just entered the room to let me know that she's going shopping. (laughs) That is breaking news. That is breaking news, yes. So thank you for that. Uh, We interrupt this program to bring you important breaking (laughs) news. Kimberly Johnson's going shopping. Okay. Well, you might want to get in the refrigerator before she fills it up again. Really <laughs> spill some room, you know. Yeah, I, it's funny. Uh, we have this ongoing text exchange between the three of us. It's like just an ongoing thread. And so yesterday, I get this text message from David. Can you send me Hunter Biden's dick pics? Yeah, like, I what the that. fuck do you want? You want me to actually send you dick pics over the internet, which might as well be public? So I'm sending the thing that everyone's in trouble for. Yes, no, I'm not. I, first of all, I'm I didn't. I'm not gonna publish it. I just want to see like plenty <laughs> of people, plenty of like possibly less open about it than me. People in our audience right now are like, I'd kind of like to see this, but I mean, you know. <laughs> well, the thing is, I didn't save them. I didn't save the pictures because why would I <laughs> save those? Right? And they were all in the form of tweets. Some of them were like blurred out or scribbled over. Um, but, Uh, but some of them weren't, and you know what, what, frankly, there were some that were not Hunter Biden. Some were of, uh, mm. whoever the woman was he was with and just, you see everything there, Uh, not scribbled out in that case. So it's not just Hunter Biden's place to put her gum. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not just Hunter Biden being, (laughs) it's not, it's just Hunter Biden's rights being violated. It's not just. Uh, anyone who shares that material engaging in revenge porn. It's not just that it violated Twitter's terms of service. There's, there was someone else in there who has yeah. nothing to do with Burisma or whatever the fuck in Ukraine. And so that's one of the reasons why they don't care who gets hit in the crossfire. They don't care if they can score some points against the libs. Mm -hmm. Everybody's game. Yeah. And as I've been saying, this is a situation where, yes, the Joe Biden for president campaign, whatever it was called officially in 2020, had every right to send reports to Twitter to say, can you take these things down? And you know how I know that? Because we've all done that. I don't know. I did like something like 20 of them the day after Elon Musk took over because I just went through and found all of these accounts that were just blurting the N-word. So I reported a bunch of them. And guess what? They all got taken down. So I guess I have somehow exerted a level of power over Twitter and now I'm going to be involved in some sort of scandal with Matt Taibbi report. No, that's just such horseshit. The the I Biden they're campaign accusing like the Biden administration of meddling in 2020. It's like they weren't the administration yet, were they? Well, no. no. Plus, they did. They had the right, like we all do, to say, "Can you take that down?" That's a violation of terms of service. Just like if you saw someone blurting the N word or the F word or whatever the hell, that's just something that you're allowed to do on Twitter. It's not like they were saying, "Okay, you know what? If you don't take that down." We're going to do something so awful to you. We're going to start investigation. We win this election. We're going to start investigating you. We're going to investigate your finances. If that was the case, 
Okay, you know what? I would get it. Maybe the Biden campaign shouldn't have been threatening Twitter, but they didn't threaten Twitter. There's no evidence showing that no. they did. And if Elon Musk really was interested in the truth, if Matt Taibbi, author of Griftopia, now working for the wealthiest man in the world, wanted to get at the truth, he would have had Elon Musk release all of the eternal emails from yep. Twitter. Instead, Elon Musk personally curated these emails for effect, for his agenda, because this is what confirms the things that he has been saying since even before he bought Twitter. It's what Republicans have been saying. Chris Hayes calls this purchase of Twitter an ideological purchase. Uh, Elon, mm, Musk paid, mm. Elon Musk paid $44 billion because he wanted to pursue ideology on Twitter. He wanted to use it as a platform for his ideology. Which, by the way, have you been able to figure out what that even is? No. I mean, it's some kind of bro libertarianism that sometimes seems Republican, but it's not. There's some things. It's kind of like, it's kind of like if Joe Rogan took over Twitter. That's what it kind of feels like. Yeah, I mean, if like for Elon Musk to have a political ideology, he would have to have a whole coherent adult personality, which he does not. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like he's just another four. Like Donald Trump is about seven. Yeah. And Elon Musk is about 14, 13. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just, he's like a total, like, 14 year old video gaming edgelord. Yeah. Who has gotten seduced by white supremacy and ideology. I mean, it's just like, you know, or not that he being an apartheid millionaire for, you know, you know, uh, ex exploitatively mined emeralds, but like, yeah. you know, he's just. Oh, well, what, what he's finding out it's right horrible. now, what he's finding out right now, I think what he's realizing internally and may never confess to, but I think he's discovering that Republicans are full of shit. The Republicans, their attack against social media and some sort of bias against conservative opinion. This is all <clears throat> driven by the same thing that was levied against the alleged liberal media. This is the same liberal media scam that they've now co-opted and are applying to social media. So that's what the propaganda is. But I think what Elon Musk is rapidly discovering, and maybe even Matt Taibbi discovering this, but who knows because Elon Musk is giving him the emails. What he's discovering is, oh, no, that's not the case. Oh, oh, you mean Twitter no, is actually... No, you haven't been shadow banned, cat turd. Yeah. Or you haven't, you know, like, people just aren't that into your shit. You're a vanishingly small percentage of the population, you assholes. Exactly. Not that you're being, like, punished or persecuted. It's that your ideas are genuinely repugnant yeah. to the rest of the society at large, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like all of those... Uh, appointees inside the Trump administration right. who came in later on after his administration had already started, people who had defended him publicly, and then they get inside and like, oh my God, the Democrats are right. Oh my God, th this is a mess. It was like John Kelly. John Kelly was one of those guys. John Kelly was at DHS, so which is not necessarily inside the White House. Then he comes over, becomes chief of staff, and he's like, oh fuck, it's true. This guy doesn't know what the fuck he's completely incompetent. And and then a toddler. Yeah. And so that's what Elon Musk is finding out. He sees the propaganda and goes, Well, it looks like there's something here. We gotta get to the bottom of this. And then he finally sees the documents. He goes, I I, I have to believe he on some level he's going, 
oh yeah, this is dumb. They Twitter took their time, vetted these things, had an important discussion over what to suspend, who to suspend and who to leave up and what tweets to take down and what to leave up. Yeah, it was all Hunter Biden's. And so it's kind of a shell game where Matt Taibbi is now part of this, I don't want to call it a conspiracy, but part of this effort by Elon Musk to continue the bullshit, to continue the propaganda. Oh, look at these tweets, the six tweets that were taken down. Oh my God, what does that mean? And then you look at the tweets and they're all dick pics, which is a violation of TOS, violation of federal law or uh, state law in 49 states. Yep. Like, duh. That's why they were taken down. Of course. (laughs) God damn it. And they're still, they're going back for more. Now they've wheeled in Barry Weiss, <laughs> who is. Oh, well, if anyone's going to get to the bottom of it, it's that brilliant intellectual sharpie, uh, Barry Weiss, who is like, oh, yeah. what a man. They're really, talk about the creme de la creme of the intellectual dark web. <laughs> Did yeah. you call him an intellectual sharpie? Is that what you call <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's, like, yeah, totally. Just oh man, whoo, quivering in my boots now about that big conspiracy that Barry White is going to uncover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the most entertaining segments of this week after the uh, Twitter files drop—that's what they're calling it—the Twitter files was Tucker Carlson, all full right. of piss and vinegar with this monologue rant thing that he did, which is always what he does. Right. And, and yeah, it was followed up by uh, a guest appearance by the author of the October 2020 New York Post piece who said, who proceeded to tell Tucker Carlson that it was a big nothing burger. There was nothing there. It fell flat. The Twitter files were nothing. And so <laughs> Tucker Carlson is left like the last kid at the amusement park with the ice cream falling off the cone and his balloons floating away in the breeze. <laughs> Just looking sad as fuck that his entire monologue was negated by the first guest out of the shoot. So it was wonderful to watch. And then no, no laughing from Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, lots more to talk about, including uh, this uh, former Trump deputy White House counsel talking about uh, how Trump criminally incited the January 6th crowd. Plus, a, a bombshell about Trump's reaction to COVID. That and a whole lot more right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. 
Bob Seska. Plays more music. Happy holidays. Oh, the great Bob Malone. His uh, very, very famous, very popular cover of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Mr. Grinch. And naturally, we're playing all of these songs, or the full-length version of all these songs at the end of the show, at the end of the free show. So uh, if you don't listen to those uh, tracks, you're not hearing the whole show. So make sure to stick around after the uh, free portion of the show is done. BobSuska.com slash music to submit your work. Of course, any new music that you submit won't be played until at least January because we're playing all of these holiday songs. And I hope I'm not driving anyone crazy. (laughs) That's all, because I know it's like one of those things where uh, people love it and they hate it at the same time. So I hope it's all within the spirit of. I'm not crazy now. about it, but these have all been like fun choices so far. Like, yeah. Nothing has made me grit my teeth. Uh, uh, I'm trying me, to. I got so overdosed yeah. on holiday music working at H&M last year. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't even imagine. Was, yeah. I, I was like, I was like writing to Amnesty International in my head. Like these are against the Geneva Convention. Some of these songs are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work at a Sam Goody. You can imagine working in a record store, like a franchise record store at a mall at Christmas time. Yeah, I got sick of a lot of Christmas songs. So that's why I try to stay off the beaten path. You know what I mean? Okay. A lot of them, if rock bands do them, it's something that they threw out between takes. They're not really, like, a lot of rock musicians are not super proficient outside their very limited genre. Yeah. And so they do a Christmas song, and the edges are all sloppy, and it's just, oh, it's bad. Anyway. Well, those very special Christmas (laughs) songs by rock stars were always good. And I would play more of them, but, you know, of course, permission, copyright, et cetera. Uh, This former Trump deputy White House counsel has said that Trump criminally incited the January 6th crowd. This is more uh, evidence for the grand jury, of course. A Trump appointee to the D.C. Circuit, who served as his deputy White House counsel, says that House Democrats and Capitol Police officers have, quote, a colorable claim of incitement against Donald Trump for the January 6th insurrection. The specific... Uh, no. Oh, shit. I'm blanking on the name suddenly. Uh, D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. Okay. Uh, Judge Gregory G. Katsis is his name. And the inside. No, I mean the, 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 the deputy counsel, the deputy White House. Yeah, counsel, that's it. Gregory G. Katsis. Yeah. yeah. For, now a judge, former White House counsel. Yeah. And so the inciting words were go down to the Capitol and fight like hell when he said fight like hell. So that's the peg for this accusation. So good, good. The more we can connect those two things together, the better. And it's quite obvious. Yeah, it was fight like hell. That was the worst. Uh, Meantime, Trump stepped on another rake. He met with a QAnon Pizzagate conspiracy theorist in Mar-a-Lago. This continues to happen. You want to know another thing that's keeping people from voting for Republicans right now? You want to know why Republicans keep losing? It's because of Trumpism. It's because of all the freaks and weirdos who surround him. 
it's not just about abandoning Donald Trump. They got to abandon Trumpism, too. They need to reacquaint themselves with normal politics, moderate conservatism. If they ever want to be competitive again, they need to do that. And you know what? Because I'm saying that, they'll do the opposite. If any Republicans are listening Absolutely. to this show. Yeah, They're going to yeah. triple down before all this is over. Oh, yeah, definitely. Meantime, this uh, forthcoming Senate report is blaming Trump for myriad COVID deaths. Overall, this panel faulted the Trump administration's leadership in no uncertain terms. Uh, summarizing the breakdowns, the report says the Trump administration failed at threat recognition, mounting a cohesive response or taking timely mitigation measures, failed to communicate effectively with the public. The senators conclude these failures, quote, resulted in the avoidable yet devastating loss of human life. My God, the chief of FEMA's National Response Coordination Center later told Senate investigators that it was, quote, a surreal experience reorganizing the government in two hours. So what happened was the Trump White House used a whiteboard where officials frantically designed an entirely new pandemic plan on the spot. That was after they rejected the one that was approved under Barack Obama. Remember that story? Well, they came up with a new started one. Started under George W. Bush. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. And Well, and then they ended up revising it using a whiteboard. And there's a picture in this story from the Washington Press. Uh, at the bottom of the story, there's a picture of that whiteboard. And it's, it's just gibberish It was, is what it looks like to me. Uh, the report concluded that, quote, initial federal response and actions taken by the Trump administration at the time did not reflect the severity of the crisis and ultimately failed to effectively mitigate the spread of COVID-19. The fact that we're still dealing with this today, more than two years later, is entirely 1,000% because of what I just read, because of the Trump administration and Donald Trump himself and his incompetence going into this entire crisis. And this also is why the Republicans are scapegoating Dr. Fauci. Yep. Dr. Fauci is going to get, we were talking about anal probes earlier yeah. in the show. Dr. <clears throat> Fauci better get ready because he's going to be subject of an anal probe coming from Jim Jordan and Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Kevin uh, McCarthy in the House of Representatives very, very soon. Why? Because the Republicans don't want to say that it was their guy, without any opposition from them, who fumbled this and has ruined countless millions of lives. Put aside all the death. Factor into the equation the fact that we still, two and a half years later, we're still dealing with this. Those of us who survived it are still dealing with it. There are one third of all the people who get COVID are going to have to deal with long COVID. In perpetuity, 90 million Americans have tested positive for COVID. 30 million of those Americans have long COVID. Yep. Staggering. And it's because of Donald fucking Trump. I can't emphasize that enough. And, and so Fox. That, and Fox. Well, yeah, obviously all you gotta of them. You've got to not leave out his – because they are so culpable. And they're the reason that Republicans now are dying at twice the rate of Democrats. Mm -hmm. Because, like, they still have – the propaganda has not stopped. Yeah. And it's still working on those people. And they're not getting updated. And they're not wearing masks. And they're just getting sick and dying. Do not let them make this about Dr. Fauci. I know they are. They're doing it. But when this comes down to the House of Representatives and the inquest they're going to engage in, 
it, whenever you get a chance. This is about making excuses, distracting from the fact that the buck stopped with Donald Trump and Donald Trump prioritized re-election over doing the right thing when it came to the pandemic. Entirely. Ignore the protocols and go outside and do whatever the fuck you want. Because I'm really, really concerned about getting re-elected now. So I need the economy to come roaring back so I can win re-election. And he didn't win anyway. That's the thing that kills me. Made all this, sacrificed millions of Americans for his re-election. And he didn't win anyway. You know, I spent years reading and writing about pandemics and epidemiology. I mean, it's kind of one of my Asperger-y things that I'm Mm. very, like... Oh, yeah. And I just, you remember, I was oh, ready yeah, for you were shit. first like, on this. All right, everybody, buckle down. Here you know, we go. It's going to be like six weeks. Yeah. I mean, and, you were uh, saying yeah. on the show in like yeah. J- January or February, it was like, guys, this COVID thing is going to be a problem. The coronavirus thing is going to be a problem. I remember that just COVID yet. It was yeah. just novel coronavirus. Yep. But like, oh God, I just, humanity has completely dis- just, I'm disgusted with how badly we've fumbled this. But, yeah, I know. Okay. And uh, keep on going, girl. Act a fool. That's your thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, and, and what's worse, on top of all of the lives that have been disrupted by COVID, is that Donald Trump continues to incite domestic terrorists to do his bidding. Yep. So you have uh, this spate now of domestic terrorists attacking uh, power stations. And it continues to go on. It's not just the one that we've heard about in what was it, Moore County, North Carolina? There have been additional. It's been in the Northwest, up in like yeah, up in Seattle, yeah, Pacific Northwest, yeah, yeah, Uh, in Washington, Oregon, including two at Puget Sound Energy substations, uh, reported to the FBI in recent weeks. Spokespeople for Puget Sound Energy they confirmed the attacks that happened in November. The FBI declined to confirm it is investigating the attacks, but the utilities say they are cooperating with a federal investigation. So I guess they are. It wasn't immediately known whether the damage to Northwest substations resulted in any disruption of power. But also, 11 people were arrested in a Minnesota sewer system that runs under a public works water facility. So it looks like this group of, and they're a bunch of young people, look like they're in their 20s with their neck beards. They were going around in the sewer system under the Burlington Northern Santa Fe Rail Yard and Public Works Water Facility. L- looked to be what what they were doing is casing the place. Yeah. Police. You remember when the, we were like, what were these Russian people doing at these different strategic points in the country, like oh, yeah. mapping GPS coordinates and stuff? Yeah. And I feel like these white supremacist groups are buying this information that they've gotten from our infrastructure from, from the Russians. Mm-hmm. Right. That's going to be just my immediate, like, because, like, you know. But the thing is, you have to know how a substation works to disable it with gunfire. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think these people in the Northwest were just like, well, hell, let's go shoot up some power stations. But, like, the thing that worries me, though, is that I remember years ago I said, I'm worried that we're going to end up like Iraq. Yeah. Where our entire country is torn by sectarian violence. Mm-hmm. And we have electricity for two hours a day, if that. You know, like, yeah, I mean, I am fully willing to place part of the blame on Russia. But this is entirely about Donald Trump. This is entirely about fight like hell. The fact that I believe members of Congress are fearing for their lives. It's about Donald Trump inciting his people. And he continues to do it on troths 
Central. Truth, truth, Central. Still happening. Still happening to this day. All right. I think that is going to do it for today's episode. We are going to continue the fun and festivities on our Shadow Docket program. I don't know why I called it a program. I never call it a program, do I? <laughs> it's a program. It's a program. The Shadow Docket program. Uh, a program. Yeah. With two M's and an E. Yeah. Happening on our Patreon page. It's a program on our Patreon page. Program. Yeah. Lots of alliteration on our Patreon page. Um, yeah, we're going to continue all of the stuff, all of the conversation on the Shadow Docket show. $5 a month is all it takes to get access to the Shadow Docket every Tuesday, every Thursday. After you're done listening to the free show, you run right over, listen to the Shadow Docket on our Patreon page. As we discovered, very complicated to get that on your uh, iTunes or one of your other uh, podcast players because uh, RSS is hard. Difficult to understand what that is. So I think we're going to talk about some Christmas things. Uh, plus, I've got this tape of this Fox News contributor caught on a hot mic criticizing Jesse Waters and Fox News. This is fun. Plus, I have a public service message about that particular thing, which has to do with the word bro. So we'll talk about that coming up here on the Shadow Docket. Plus, uh, oh shit, everyone's getting sick. We're going to talk about that. Uh, plus, uh, Carrie Lake. Oh, my God, this Carrie Lake prayer circle. I've got the audio of this. Oh, my God, this. what is going on? <laughs> From this, this show that people apparently watch called Flashpoint. Well, it's four people each in their own little windows, and one of them guided Carrie Lake through a prayer so that she would win in Arizona. <laughs> They're still going. Jesus a phenomenal sore loser. In fact, every time I see a, a tweet by Carrie Lake or Carrie Lake's War Room, I jump into the mentions and say, sore loser. Yep. Grow up. Concede I like... I think she's genuinely crazy. I think she's as crazy as Trump. I, I don't know. I think she's like just really co-opting crazy. the Trump thing. I think she's just pretending she's mm. Trump. I mean, she, she was at Mar-a-Lago and she posed with Trump for a picture where all of his like neck veins popped out because he strains to smile so much, does the thumbs up thing with his little stubby thumb, and then she was doing the exact same fucking thing. She's like another, another Trump clone is what she's doing. She's co-opting Trump's whole thing. And he doesn't even know it. That I doesn't guess, mean she's not crazy. And that's true. <laughs> so that <laughs> certainly doesn't mitigate the crazy. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right, I guess. I'm going to concede that. All right, take care, folks. See you next time. Bye-bye.
Sonic Soul 